This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good Thursday afternoon to you. Great to have you with us here on our Open Lines program and hope to hear from you, whatever's on your mind. And I'm back after a quick day off and thanks to Bill Davis for once again, so ably stepping in and taking over the the hosting duties or the moderating duties. Maybe it's a better term for what we do here at KGMI or at uh, KGMI Connects, I should say. As it's all about you and your thoughts and what you've got to say here on KGMI. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And let us not waste a moment. Get right to John in Ferndale. Rob Zombie, huh? Oh, Rob Zombie. I did go see Rob Zombie last night. And Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper put on a Mm. heck of a show. And I was thinking, you know, when I when I got these tickets months ago, I saw the show was coming. I might have been a Rob Zombie fan forever, well, since you know Rob Zombie became a thing, and um, and I, I really I haven't yeah. seen him for a long time, and I was like, I really want to see Rob Zombie again. So, uh, and Alice Cooper was also on the bill. They call it the Freaks, uh, the uh, the um, Freaks on Parade tour, I think. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, so I thought, you know, Alice Cooper would be cool to see. I, you know, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, a, I didn't have really high expectations, but he put on a heck of a show. Here's a guy who's been hmm. doing this for decades. Last time I saw Alice Cooper literally was 30 years ago, and he did a good show then, but I thought 30 years, yeah, it's going to take a toll on the guy. He was, he was up and making it happen. They did the fake decapitation with the guillotine and the, the whole thing with, with Alice Cooper and, Hey, he sang great. He had tons of energy. His voice sounded great. And I mean, if 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 you like that kind of thing, it was a great show. So I, I have well, to. Well, and it, and part of the reason that he that he's around to do that is because he quit doing drugs. Probably, like, probably I suppose. In, in, yeah, in, in the eighties, I I think I think that that's right. You know, let's not talk about rock and roll. I'm so I'm so mad at Eric Clapton. Yeah. He's doing okay. this concert for for JFK Jr. and of course. During COVID, Eric Clapton and uh, one of my also former favorites, uh, Van Morrison, uh, you know, did, uh, there's no such thing as COVID. Uh-huh. He had huge amounts of his super spreader events, these concerts. And yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, you know, another, uh, another so, example so, of, a, of, a, of yeah. a talented artist who is a little bit whacked at... <laughs> I mean, from from your perspective, obviously, there are likely people, well, many people I mean, who agree be, with uh, with uh, Eric Clapton yeah. and and others. But. He'll get he'll he'll get more more anti-vax fans and lose a lot of uh, reasonable, uh, intelligent fans that hey. used to like what he stood for. But whatever, you just wondered, was there anything really there? But um, yeah, uh, so I, I my topic was Ukraine. Be, because you know you see these clips, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Tommy Tuberville, and they're all you know it's it, it's so depressing, Joe, that they just want to let Russia have you, you, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of their they can't even pass a continuing resolution on a party line vote for the military. They 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 quadrant off that part, the military budget, and you know it, it's like Tommy Tuberville with his idiotic stance. You know, unfortunately, Joe, like, like you, you know this, because you see the, the reports. We just heard about, a, you know, a children being molested, a case where they caught one of these animals that, that did this. There's also females in the military, in the Navy, in the Coast Guard, in the Army, in the Marines, and they're at these bases, right, in these, these towns. If they get raped, Joe, and it happens, right, unfortunately, and you know, Tommy Tuberville wants wants to say nope. You have a high, you have to have a forced pregnancy because even though you're not from this state, you lose your right as you know for bodily autonomy. Okay. And I mean, well, you know, yeah, there for no exceptions, Joe. Now no exceptions. I mean, uh, uh, Missouri. And the thing is, they're reasonable people. They're seeing this. And they're recoiling in horror. They had these special elections in, uh, what was it, uh, 
I forget, Maine, New Hampshire, somewhere, somewhere like that there in, in Pennsylvania. 12-point lead. This is the response from waking that sleeping giant and eliminating Roe v. Wade. Okay. The, the right wing is going to pay for what they did, Joe. They're going to pay. People are so sick of Trump's lies, continuing lies, lies, okay. lies. He won the election. It's all it, it was stolen. You know, like like literally, it, we're going to expel him. Like uh, you know, okay, like uh, like uh, a, a bad a bad episode of Lost in Space. We're uh, just going to forget about him. It's, okay. He's going to be gone some wow. someday, and and I I just uh, you know he'll he'll be forgotten. All I mean, right. Oh, I hate Trump so much, and you, you, you know it. But he's a traitor, and it's oh, okay, 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 John. We, we, all right, all right, okay, okay. Danger, Will Robinson. We we made some. Wow, we we covered a lot of space in that phone call. Uh, started with uh, well, with Ukraine. We got to got to Tuberville and his uh, standoff over uh, Pentagon's policy on. Uh, assisting uh, service members uh, in them if they have to travel to uh, get abortion or other related services, and then on to uh, Trump. Well, I, I guess you know all all roads lead to Trump, uh, and, uh, but that's all right. Uh, thanks for getting us rolling here, John. Let's go to Keith and Lyndon. Hi, Keith. Hey, Joe. I hope you uh, had fun at the Rob Zombie show. Love that guy. I love did. It. Awesome. Yeah, it was a I great love, show. Uh, I love John. I, I could listen to, like, take off a uh, Mark Lee Robbins and whoever and idiot treehouse show and, put and just put John, John on three hours. Okay. Time. I, right. I would love it. I'd listen to that. I think he could go for three hours, probably. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I just, I have to say, like, if I hear one more person say, nobody wants to work, I might lose it. Okay. I might flip out. I might tear my very own ears off my head. So I was at Safeway in Linden shopping yesterday, and uh-huh. there's about 25 to 30 adults off of work trying to check out. They have eight check stands available, but only two regularly uh, in, you know, in, in, op- in operation. Uh-huh. Uh, meanwhile, they try and funnel everybody, you know, like cattle to the, uh, the self-checkout line. And I'm sitting there kind of looking around, and, you know, we're all giving each other smirks and kind of shrugging, like, eh, what can you do, right? And uh, and I'm just like, man, this is crazy. Safeway's got to be, you know, a multi-billion dollar company. They can't afford to uh, to pay checkers. And two people, yeah, nobody wants to work. And I said, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. I said, well, you know what? I don't think that's uh, entirely accurate. You know, I was shopping at Fred Meyer off of Lakeway about two weeks ago, and the same thing was going on. And I struck up a conversation with the gal who was checking me out. And she almost broke down in tears, saying, I wish I could work a full 40 hours a week. Hmm. They only let us work 24 hours a week, and then they cut us and send us home. So that, A, they don't have to pay us full time, and B, they don't have to give us regular breaks and lunches on our shift. And so they cut back on benefits. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's entirely accurate. All these corporations could absolutely afford to pay a living wage. But how are you, as an adult with a family, supposed to go to work and work 24 hours a week and not make enough money to pay your, you know, your bills, all your regular bills? That's why, you know, employees staff at, at Walmart. That's why they're on government subsidies because mm-hmm. Walmart doesn't pay them enough to live on their own. And this guy, yeah, everyone, well, nobody wants to work. They've all taken these corporate garbage talking points and they've got them all reciting them. They've got them spewing it back out. Well, nobody want no. Nobody wants to pay a living wage anymore. That's that's the more that's the accurate answer. It's not that nobody wants to. I know lots of people that want to work. Yeah. They just don't want to be abused for pennies on the dollar. They're done with that. And well, I say more power to them. All right, all right, Lee, Keith, and I and I and I uh, tend to agree with you. It 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 is this um, move by corporations and and companies of all sizes, I should say to. And, and in some cases, I suspect it's it. They see it as necessary um, to to hold down costs. Labor costs have gone up. I understand that, uh, but uh, the idea that nobody wants to work. Well, if nobody wants to work, then why are we at historically low uh, unemployment rates and historically high employment rates? And uh, people are working, and uh, but you know, working a couple of part time jobs doesn't make up for, say, a full-time job where you do get full benefits, and, and that accounts for a lot. 
and uh, just the security of having a full-time job. And uh, so it's there. There's there's more than one simple answer to all this, but uh, I tend to agree with you, Keith, that uh, people do want to work. And um, we're coming back for, for late last night from a concert. Stopped at a fast food place along the freeway, and you know I it's one thirty in the morning, and here's a guy chipper and and happy and nice and polite and eager to take our order and the you know get our food out to us right away through the drive-through window there. And I thought, well, that guy's working. And, you know, I hope he's making a decent wage because it's not, you know, it can't be the most, um, you know, it's not, not the top of the heap when it comes to a job uh, doing, you know, fast food at 1.30 in the morning on a, on a Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So uh, just anyway, let's go to Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Doing well. Well, it's another sunny day. Yep. In paradise. Yep. Uh, <laughs> not quite paradise. I guess we're declining paradise, oh, moving into history in many ways. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just thought I'd remind the, anyone that uh, the, the climate crisis is a serious thing. I think you can kind of go in spurts on it. You can uh, have it put into your imagination or your brain, like the recent act- activities they had in New York City. Uh, but sometimes it can kind of wane and all that. But, you know, the same thing that's going on is still happening no matter what. So there's, there is an encouraging aspect of it uh, that uh, a lot of solar is being uh, sold or produced, solar energy, uh, which I find good. And it's kind of happening without too many people really uh, talking about it. It just I, I saw Laura Ingram the other night. Uh, and you know it's it's picking up mostly because it's less expensive than fossil fuels, and I'm sure there's an you know an altruistic or a practical side to that too. Um, so I, I think we still have to be working on that, and not just say oh it'll just magically go away because it's not going to. And uh, uh, other than that, you know I listen, I comment on Dennis Prager a lot because I listen to his first hour. Uh-huh. So Julie Hartman was on in place of him, and she was talking about the corporations are ruining the middle class. And she ever she also mentioned the bourgeoisie. And so uh, I think that our capitalist system is collapsing. And in the past, we've only known uh, bailouts. Like Michael Prenny says, uh, the small business people, he's okay with them uh, because they're like squirrels dancing among the elephants, you know, and they get squashed and they don't get bailed out. And these big corporations are always getting bailed out. And the banks that, that collapsed, uh, I think Gore Goodall was talking about this on his uh, show in 1991 with Noam Chomsky. He said, uh, uh, what did he say about this? Uh, uh, well, anyway, he, he talked about, uh, oh, yes, the SNL bailout cost more than the total uh, updated dollars as World War II did for us. Okay. So these keep I, happening, and right. it's always the little guy. Well, uh, no, but, so I agree but, with but, but really, real okay. people, little guys had money invested in the SNLs and and invested in the banks that were bailed out in 2007 and 2008. And to say that this was just fat cats, I mean, a lot of fat cats, sure, uh, they they got their hide saved. But, you know, real people have money invested in these things, too. It's not just them way up here and all of us groveling down here. I mean, it, it is connected to a degree. I mean, I think you have to admit that. Well, the, the homeowners were foreclosed upon. Well, some. The, people, the first thing Obama yeah. did, yeah. the first thing Obama did was he said, he told the big bankers and the insurance but, companies, AIG, he said, I'm on your side in this. And he didn't. But, he didn't if, all those, the, the, but if all those banks failed, everybody would have lost. Not that's not, true, and, and, but why I, can't the little guy get a bailout too? Okay. Why can't he get right. it? Well, but anyway, I, I don't just think, I mean, I think we need I, a, I guess support every, labor. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and and I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but every time they try, you know, with the you know, let's forgive uh, student loans. Well, that creates this uproar, and it's taken to court, and it's thrown out. So I, I, you know, well, and you okay. can't get any consensus. Wanna, but and I'm, I, I don't want to be strident about it, but yeah, I, I just. Okay. You know, labor gets kicked around like you. You were even talking about yourself there, the fast food people, you know, they can't afford to have a living. And I think everything, you know, I think the minimum wage should be 
I said a long time ago, twenty-two dollars an hour. That's like peanuts now. You can't huh? you can't do that much with twenty-two dollars an hour. And okay, so Jim. I, I I think we should. It's state capitalism around the major economies. I think, and so uh-huh. I'm proselytizing for a stronger public sector, and okay. maybe even dare I say, some public uh, ownership of the means of production. That's to be considered, not uh, implemented. So, okay. All right, Jim. Uh, uh, thank you for letting me on. Jim. You I bet. Really appreciate it. No problem. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. 360-676-5464. Whatever you want to comment on, we want to hear from you. Decisions, decisions. Whether it's choosing your dinner spot or picking the perfect show to stream, even the simplest choices can be challenging. Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO at Barron Heating, AC, Electrical, and Plumbing. And today, I'm thrilled to introduce something that'll make your whole home comfort decisions a breeze. Barron's new upfront pricing. Whether you need heating, cooling, solar, or plumbing, we've taken our whole home approach to the next level. We've taken out the guesswork in our estimating process. No surprises, no compromises, just clear and straightforward upfront pricing. Our home performance experts will provide you with accurate knowledge on the spot, allowing you to easily choose the right products that meet your comfort, health, and efficiency needs, all within your budget. And with our buyer's guide, we'll help you navigate your project decisions with ease. Right now, we have cooling options for as low as $99 per month and add a furnace for just $30 more. Call Barron today. Barron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. If you are looking for individual health insurance or health and party drug plans to go with your Medicare, give us a call. Hi, this is Marcia Neal from Vibrate USA. Finding information on the insurance plans available to you and your family can be confusing and frustrating. The knowledgeable, friendly agents at Vibrant USA are here to help you sort through the chaos. There is never a charge for our services, so call now at 866-733-5111. Dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury in Bellingham. Dedicated to service congratulates Allied Arts of Whatcom County upon their selection this year for the Community Impact Award. Allied Arts of Whatcom County is one of nine honorees of the 2023 Governor's Arts and Heritage Awards, the highest honor bestowed by the Governor's Office for accomplishments in arts and culture. Active since 1979, the staff and volunteers of Allied Arts of Whatcom County empower artists via events and gallery space, enrich school children through education outreach, and work as local liaisons to art enthusiasts of all ages. Congratulations to all, and thank you for your service to our community. Dedicated to service. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, Whatcom County's premier jewelry store. Join Neater House of Luxury September 29th and 30th for an exclusive Gabriel and Company trunk show. Neater House of Luxury, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, next to Lombardi. Marty's back patio. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Thursday afternoon. Let's go to Larry in Ferndale. Hi, Larry. Yeah, hi, Joe. I, I just wanted to make the point that, and I only caught part of this uh, of this call-in show, but uh-huh. I just want to make the point that businesses. Our, their business is selling things, and they have to sell things that people want at the price they will pay. Underneath all of this griping that I've heard so far is the failure of people to recognize when they buy on price alone and they run around and shop for the cheapest deal, they're forcing businesses like stores or manufacturers to try to trim all of the costs they can, including moving their their manufacturing facilities to China. If you want to know why China is so powerful and, and we've lost so much manufacturing, you just all you got to do is look at Americans that won't buy American. They will buy the cheapest product they can get. The consumer is driving the changes. The manufacturers have to sell to the consumer. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense because, uh, yeah, people and and I, I guess I can you know say uh, guilty as charged in many cases too. There are a lot of times though, I'll see something in a store and I'll say, well, I'll buy it here in this local local store. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, you you see something in the store, and you think, oh, I can get it cheaper online, and you go and buy it online. Yeah, I'll, I can wait two days to get it cheaper. And um, yeah, well, not only not only that, buying online, then all of a sudden you're hurting your local businesses, right? Especially the brick and mortar ones. Mm-hmm. But but I'm also talking about walking into the store and buying the cheapest product. I don't care if it's food. Uh-huh. Or if it's an automobile, automobile, automotive part, or whatever it is, uh-huh. it, it, and it's not, it's not that hard. And it's actually, if you're, if you, if you uh, get Facebook a lot, there's, there's, li- there's list of products made in America that are cheaper than products made abroad that you buy right here in America. Oh yeah, where on you said on Facebook you can find that. Well, I got people sending it to me, and also an email. They just send me lists of stuff made in America that's cheaper than stuff made. I hate to pick on China, but China is our number one adversary. Yeah. Well, yeah, so they're, they're, you yeah. know, and they say they and they're working on a plan, and they say they're going to replace us as the world leader, and, and they're working on a plan, and it's not very many years out. So. Uh huh. And we're, yeah, we, so and we are we're, we are obviously we're for feeding that uh, their their economy and uh, helping their their dream come true. That's true. All right, Larry. Yeah. I think uh, you know important important perspective to keep on all this and how we play a okay, role in all this. I want to add something really quick. Okay. <clears throat> and I think I think you just you just made a blunder there, but you said that unemployment is really low. Hmm. Okay, unemployment is only based on the people that are actively looking for work. Mm-hmm. The the percentage of people that are working in the workforce, out of all of the people that are qualified to work, that percentage is the lowest it's been in over twenty years. That... I don't know exactly what, how so many people are getting by without working, but there's a whole lot of them. The, and okay, not so for work. you're saying the 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 work uh, or the, the the able-bodied workforce that is idle is larger than it has been in 20 years, at okay. least 20 years. Okay, um, I'll, I'll I'll look into that and see if that's indeed the case. Okay, Larry, thanks, man. Okay. Appreciate okay. it. All right, thanks for calling. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing good. Doing good called the job participation rate that gentleman's talking about able-bodied people who are of working age i want to say 64 and under and who are not hard to keep track of that stuff because it's not on a government list it's not like unemployment where they know who they're paying so that's it's yeah the economy is really unusual homeless people don't work i was listening to keith earlier and he was exuding and dripping with uh entitlement pennies on the dollar we deserve more such an american attitude that is such a entitled i'm owed everything it's so disgusting and the reason wages are lower illegal immigrants coming here by the tens of thousands per month Mm. taking jobs for you know jippo employers under the table and they are taking up space in our workforce and they are uneducated largely I don't think there's a lot of successful doctors that are going to swim the Rio Grande to come here. So there's a lot more that goes on that we don't know about. And well, there probably aren't too many uh, successful, you know, computer programmers or machinists or uh, you know, skilled laborers. Probably not that many of them that would, uh, like you say, uh, swim the Rio Grande. Um, it's crazy. And but I think how? How? But now, how? How is an untrained worker, an unskilled worker, or uh, and maybe we're being uh, we're we're being uncharitable or unfair by saying that because some of these folks are probably well skilled at uh, the, you know tough manual labor that uh, many do on uh, within agriculture here in our country. Yep, they do uh, all the farm jobs. They're willing to work for less because they come from a country where our minimum wage is but, four times the amount of their wage. So you they think, think it is. But, a golden cow. They love it. So then uh, we should pay more. For, well, and I'm I'm all for paying people an honest wage. But I mean, if, so where, what market. what jobs are they labor. taking from Americans? Uh, I, hospitality, uh, farm labor. But see, Americans 
are lazy and will not do farm labor. I have a neighbor kid who is 20-something years old. He will not work for $25 an hour cash to stack hay on the wagon when we do hay three or four times a year. He he sits at home and does nothing, and he doesn't even – 25 bucks an hour cash is nothing. I've never seen an attitude like that, but that's so common. They don't need anything. They don't want anything. They don't want to work. They're almost, it's almost like they're taught to not work. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, 25 years old and he's, he's acting like he's 12. But you can't and use that one. That you can't use that one guy as an example of all young sure Americans. You really? It, it's a growing thing. Wow. Used, when I was a kid, you'd work for cash. You'd do a little job. You'd be great to, of course, then it was like seven, eight bucks an hour and you thought you were a king. But there's an. I don't know. I've seen. Farms uh, can't, they, Joe, you don't understand that. People come from other countries. Minimum wage here is huge money to them. So they come. That's why they're coming over this border, because our cheapest, garbagest pay is still 10 times better than what they get at home. So that dilutes the labor market. There's more people willing to work for less. Why would Walmart ever raise its wages when people are willing to work for next to nothing? It's a supply and demand. So and you're saying a Walmart is a, Walmart is employing uh, uh, no. folks who are undocumented? I don't know. I don't know about that. No, no, I, no I'm I don't not, think. I'm not a fan of Walmart, have, but I don't but think these, that's fair. They huh. have fake social security numbers, Joe. Many uh, of these people appear to be legal and aren't. That's another fact. Yeah, but I mean, come on. A, a, an operation like Walmart is pretty savvy as far as being able to see through fake, uh, you know, fake uh, government Hopefully. documents to to Hopefully. bring someone into their workforce. And okay, but, but if oh, we close that border, wages would go up. I guarantee it. If you shut off uh, the cheap labor coming over that border. I've, yes, Joe, that's logic. You don't I, understand basic logic. Well, wa- wages have gone up. That's part of what's fueling uh, inflation right now. But uh, we'll take a quick break. Thanks, Rich. Uh, we got to move on. we got another the full lines here. I want to get to folks. And we'll get right to you in just a moment here on KGMI Connects uh, 360. 676-5464. DeWard and Bodie's three-day sale is this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at all three locations in Bellingham and Burlington. Now is the time to save big on appliances, mattresses, and barbecues with an exclusive offer you won't find at any big box store. DeWard and Bodie will pay your sales tax on hundreds of marked in-stock appliances and mattresses this weekend only. Or they'll give you 24-month no-interest financing with no money down on qualifying items. That's the appliances you want today with no down payment and no interest for two full years or DeWard and Bodie will pay your sales tax on hundreds of qualifying in-stock items. If you've been waiting for a deal, now is the time to score on a massive selection of washers and dryers, refrigerators, dishwashers, ranges and cooktops, microwaves and more from top brands like Whirlpool, GE, KitchenAid, Bosch and LG, plus high-end brands like Thermador, Gen Air, Mila. Experience their massive mattress showroom and take home huge savings on clearance and closeout mattress sets. Don't miss DeWard and Bodie's three-day sale this Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Offer qualifications and restrictions apply. The Real ID date has changed. New ID requirements go into effect on May 7th, 2025. When traveling, you've got options. Now's the time to make sure you're covered. Another thing for the to-do list, I know, I know, along with replacing that smoke detector battery, dusting off that treadmill, writing those seven emails. No judgment, we all procrastinate, but now's your chance to get to it. If you're thinking about flying after May 7th, 2025, you should plan ahead. Time flies, and so should you. Don't delay. Prepare today. Visit realidwa.com. The Seahawks are back at home on September 24th against number one overall draft pick Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. We're sending one lucky listener to Lumen Field with a pair of tickets thanks to our Seahawks vs. Panthers sweepstakes. To register, visit this station's website, click the contest tab, and fill out a registration form. You can't win if you don't play, so sign up now and you could score a pair of tickets to the Hawks vs. Panthers game on September 24th. Visit this station's website for more info. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Harness the power of the sun, reduce your carbon footprint, and save on your energy bills. You can now go solar with West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Great to hear from y'all, and let's go to John in Blaine. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. So, you know, we've warned, I'm going to say you guys, even though it may not have been you. Okay. We've warned you guys. 
that if you guys put this minimum wage thing that this was going to happen, and it happened. We What's told that? you that they were going to stop using people full-time. So I used to, when I go downtown pick people up for church, I would feed them at McDonald's. I can't afford to do it no more. Matter of fact, when McDonald's got almost $8 for a sausage and egg McMuffin and a hash brown, I have quit going to McDonald's. Okay? okay. And now then our, our wonderful socialist friend wants to go to $22 an hour? What, do you want to pay 20 bucks for a sausage and egg McMuffin? And, you know, I mean, it, we told you, if you guys do this, if you raise the minimum wage, this was going to happen. And it happened. Nobody listened. Well, uh, so I guess just people should not work for a decent livable wage and just suck it up and uh, we don't do anything about it because we're afraid that uh, they'll quit hiring people. And I, I, I mean, I mean, there's no, there's no, I, I, I understand what you're saying and there's no perfect answer. And there, I'm sure there have been there some instances. Actually, there is. What's that? Yo, question. Okay, okay. I got a question. Well, no, no, All give right? me the answer. I want the answer. Well, no. Well, the, uh, I am. Actually, it's the question. Okay. 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 How much do you think that food has gone up for for restaurants and stuff so from the time that, that, that you went to McDonald's and bought something for a certain price, and then the price went up to where now it's $8 for a sausage and egg McMuffin and a hash brown that you probably paid less than half for just short, not not that long ago? The, the answer is, is, is don't be ridiculous on the minimum wage thing. Those well, jobs were set up for the young people to come out of school, learn how to get into the into work in the workforce, and go to work. That's what the main. That's what mainly what those jobs were set up for. Okay, so dollars for a sausage and egg McMuffin and a hash brown. I mean, I mean, it's just so. Just I'm doing Uber. Okay, John. One quick message for Jeff, our socialist. If so. They cut, they, the, the man got John. <laughs> That's okay, John. <laughs> Call back tomorrow and let us know what your message is for the socialists. But, uh, okay. Um, and, I, and I understand this this argument, and I'm sure that's the case in some instances. Maybe it's pushed companies to, okay, we're going to cut back on benefits. and we're, we're But at, at, at the same time, do you say, well, suck it up, work for $7.25, which is the federal minimum wage still because that the – just won't budge. Uh, the political will is not there to reach consensus on increasing it. But so work for seven dollars and twenty five cents on this day and age, when yeah, your average what studio apartment is going for what a thousand dollars a month. Uh, you know, I mean, or, or more. I I don't know how we can't how how we could not have an adjustment there and in, in what people are earning, regardless of what. What, how you know whether they're full time, part time, what their age is, that sort of thing. But uh, just some thoughts there. Let's go to Doug in Bellingham. Hi, Doug. Hey, Joe. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I I appreciate your willingness to uh, talk to people on both the left and the right. It certainly requires patience, and I, I appreciate your willingness to do that. Well, well thanks. Um, it's, I, I enjoy it. I must say. Well, good. That's a good thing because we need more people. We're willing to talk openly with with folks on both the left and the right. We really do. Um, first, I'd like to say uh, I, I believe that there's one infinite source, one infinite creator who gives us everything. And because of that, uh, I, I don't believe in national border, national borders. I believe that national borders are a form of idolatry. Uh, and also the same thing with money. I believe that money is basically a religious cult. Uh, meaning that it's an idol, it's, it's idolatry. And so if we really want to improve things, I, I believe we need to start looking for spiritual truth. What is spiritual truth, and, and how do we live spiritually true lives? Uh, and, and the last thing I want to talk about, um, it's disgusting to me, uh, sports. Sports are, are disgusting to me, that, that we sit and watch people brutalize each other, get get concussions and torn up knees and torn up ankles and broken fingers and, and all this brutality. It's kind of like uh, the Romans at the stadium watching the gladiators slice each other to death. It's the same sort of brutality. And, and we turn around and we do it to our children. We, we tell our children that their lives will matter if they win some stupid sports game. And, they, and our children go out and get concussions and torn up knees and, 
and broken arms. And, and some of them, uh, and, and this happens more often than we want to admit, some of our children and some of, the, some of our so-called sports stars end up committing suicide because they're so brutalized by this thing we call sports that they, they can't live anymore, that their concussions and everything are so bad. And I think one of the most important events in human history was when Simone Biles sat out of the Olympics. She said, my physical and mental health is more important than the Olympic Games and is more important than the endorsements I would get from any contracts. My mental and physical health is more important than the Olympics and, and any money. And she sat out those contests. And I wept when I watched that because here was a young lady on an international stage saying my mental and physical health is more important than the Olympics and money. Well, it was an important statement for her to, and, and decision for her to make. Um, and, I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying about sports, and there are some that are more brutal than others. Uh, but uh, I don't I, – and, and sure, society says people because sports figures. There are sports figures who are some of the most famous and 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 celebrated people on the planet. Um, but not all reach that pinnacle, as in in any. But if you look at pretty much any area of human endeavor, competition plays a role, and uh, sports is no different. But it's not just in sports. I mean. Um, you know, in business, in uh, in just in in survival, in I mean, it's it's something that's driven human beings, and to say that it's always wrong, and 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 in a way, I you know, I mean, you could look at football as being a, a tamer version of what the Romans used to do, but uh, you know, as I suspect that back in the Ro- the days of the Roman uh, Empire and the 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 gory uh, events at the Colosseum, that there were probably a lot of citizens that were like you, is like. I don't want any part of that. That's not my bag. I don't want to watch people chop each other up and see just the blood and death in the arena. That's not. I'm not into that. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with my my uh, book club if they had such a thing. Maybe back then it was a scroll club. But uh, that. All right, Doug. Appreciate yeah, I, you, appreciate your perspective on on the world and life and all that. I think you're uh, you're a counterbalance to to many. Thank you. All right, which we need. I won't. I won't. Thank you. Know. you. All right. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Doug. And You're uh, welcome. Really quick before we take a break, Tom in Bellingham's been holding on. Oh, we lost Tom's. I've got to take a break, but we'll get back to uh, Tim and Stephen and you in just a moment here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. The city of Bellingham and their partner agencies are committed to protecting mobility for all on our city streets. This year, please make a commitment to avoid distracted driving and travel with care to protect the students, pedestrians, and cyclists that are sharing the streets with you. Three feet, a few seconds, an extra glance. From those of us on bikes, thank you. Every time you watch out for us, wait until it's safe to pass, and leave enough room, we notice. Our bright clothes and blinking lights can only do so much. We depend on safe drivers like you when we share the road together. You make Bellingham even better when you travel with care. Learn more about Bellingham's Travel with Care campaign by visiting the City of Bellingham online at cob.org and search for Protecting Mobility for All. Together, with your help, we can keep everyone on our city streets safe. Hi, I'm Lorraine from Lorraine's Window Coverings. We offer our clients the best of both worlds, a store full of the latest affordable Graber products, including remote control options. And then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest. We're a family-owned and operated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years. We always strive to go above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent reviewer. We ordered a large retractable awning for our deck, and it blends wonderfully with our home. The mechanics are smooth and solid and so easy to use. Most importantly, Luke answered all our questions and was very patient and friendly. The entire experience with Lorraine's, from the moment I walked into the shop until the awning was in use, was excellent. I highly recommend this company. Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's window coverings online and then just call. 738-8175 Call Lorraine for your new blind Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square 
If you are looking for individual health insurance or health and party drug plans to go with your Medicare, give us a call. Hi, this is Marcia Neal from Vibrate USA. Finding information on the insurance plans available to you and your family can be confusing and frustrating. The knowledgeable, friendly agents at Vibrant USA are here to help you sort through the chaos. There is never a charge for our services, so call now at 866-733-5111. Join the BP Cherry Point Refinery in Blaine for the Community Open House, taking place Friday, September 29th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. This event is free to the public, and it'll include a bus tour of the refinery, as well as refreshments and a picnic lunch. BP Cherry Point is the largest refinery in Washington State, and this is your opportunity to see it firsthand. Reservations are requested, space is limited. To register, go to the KGMI events page or call 360-371-1500. That's 360-371-1500. 1500. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360 676 5464. Good to have you with us here on this sunny Thursday afternoon. Let's go to Stephen in Acme. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Joe. What's hey, on? I, uh, my topic is Bellingham is a beautiful city. When I come into town and I see these yellow signs on the top of every telephone pole, in town, it really, really makes me upset. Yellow signs. I've, have you seen those? Um, we buy houses as is. Oh they're yeah. On every, they're on every telephone pole, and I have, I have actually painted some of them out in the county when they do that. But uh, I've called the city. I've called the county, Public Works. I've called Puget Sound. I've called everybody, and nobody seems – it gets real clouded because nobody knows whose responsibility it is, and they probably don't want to take the time to take them down. So I called the actual company that's on there, the number that's on their sign, and I talked to them. I said, you know, those look horrible. They're on every every pole. And he said he, – he was a really nice fellow, you know, mm-hmm. and he thanked me for, for not being upset. You know, I, I was civil. Uh-huh. Uh, he said they've taken some down, and but they're everywhere. Yeah. And if everybody did that, it would look just ridiculous. So yeah, I'm and- getting, I would I would like to encourage everybody who cares about the city and and thinks those are an eyesore to call the company and ask them to take them down. When you see these signs on the little wire stands that are just stuck in the ground. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's one thing if, and and usually they're in that uh, easement that the the right of way, which uh, as I understand is kind of between the curb and the and the sidewalk, which I understand to be public property. And I, I remember the city was considering banning signage in that in those areas or you know street corners and that sort of thing a number mm-hmm. of years ago, and then it was shot down. Uh, and I I don't know what the status of the of an ordinance is here in Bellingham, but I know the Fuhrer was over political signs or campaign signs that all of a sudden that they would be banned and there was this uh, and and I understand that you know if campaign signs are up for a, a limited amount of time, but it does seem to me and I, I've lived in other cities too where people objected to these. I remember I lived in one city where someone would go around to these you know the the they're kind of like the they're plastic, like a corrugated plastic sign, you know, on the, exactly, on the stand, yeah. and, and, they, the and they would cut out the uh, phone number, so and uh, any contact information. So it was just the name of whatever they were, you know, they were selling. Like we buy houses, but there'd be no phone number. It was chopped out as yeah. as a protest. And I mean, it's it's a cheap and unfair way to advertise. I think if you're just using public property to get your name out there, I mean, I. I I agree. I agree. I think they should advertise like everyone else has to. And to be honest with you, I I have removed hundreds of those signs out in the county. I mean, how would we feel if they... I consider them them trash, and the people that mow don't like them. You know, the the county, Uh they don't like them because they're right in the way. Right. And I I think the city should say, well, if you're going to advertise on our property, you have to pay. Make an make well, an exception for campaign signs. During the campaign season, you can have their signs up for the this set amount of time. But when it comes yeah. to to you know for profit 
companies or entities, what have you, if you're going to advertise on prop someone's property, you you should pay them, and that would oh, go well, for for public property as well. I'd think. Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree with that, but I yeah. I don't even think they have a place out in the county. People yeah. we live out here because it's beautiful. And we don't want to see those things stuck everywhere. And I think political signs, that's an exception, that they're up for a short time and they're very important. Uh Uh, But like you say, when it's for profit, uh -uh. uh-uh. You advertise like everyone else. And uh, anyway, yeah. that's that's my beef. All right, Stephen. Well, I appreciate you bringing it up. I think it's a it's a, it's an interesting discussion for sure. And uh, I but then I think back to you know college towns, especially, and maybe up around the the campus here, where you know bars and uh, and uh, and even like student groups that would say have a have a party with a band or some kind of a they want to invite people to come. You know, it's a you know whatever. Cover charge, you know. Then they're all, you know, like, uh, you know, I've been in in uh, university districts and cities where, you know, telephone poles are just plastered with these things, you know, and they've gone for decades. They've been stuck up there or on utility boxes and that sort of thing. So, you'd run into all that, uh, you know, controversy as well. Like, well, can't we just advertise our our little band coming to this uh, this venue or something like that? But so, but still. Uh, it seems to me if you're going to uh, use somebody's property to advertise your business for profit or for not, I, I just to advertise, like you should pay him. But let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Hi, Joe. Hey, a uh, couple things real quick. Is is Rich and the guy who called before him are dead on about the workforce participation rate, and it really went down when COVID hit. Right. And it's never come back, and it's it's just not come back. It probably will because they think that a lot of people were living off the stimulus money or they just got sick of the same old, same old. But it is at a very low level. The other thing is, you know, with Jim and, and some of this working stuff, you know, when I moved out here 40-some-odd years ago, I was working three jobs, and I literally – would have five hours to to shower, sleep, and then go back at it again. And that was six or seven days out of the week if it wasn't seven. And I just don't see that anymore. I sure couldn't do it today, not at this age. But I've had uh, two people in the last 18 months that call me up and they say, I is there any way you can help me out, you know, yada, yada, yada. And they're paying me $25 an hour, and it's not buck and hail for Rich because I don't think I could do that for more than an hour. But uh, yeah, that and be they easy. can't find people. They cannot find people. Or they hire somebody and they quit after a day. So... And I'm doing mindless work, Joe. For 25 bucks an hour, it's hard to say no when, I mean, there's nothing I can't put aside till tomorrow and, and go help them out. And yeah, my, my schedule is very flexible, and I understand that. But they would want me down there a heck of a lot more if I was willing. And I'm kind of like, I will help you out if you absolutely need it. Okay. So. Well- there is work out there. Well, you, and there's there work is, out. yeah. Um, uh, but I, I don't know. I, and I understand, and I, I think most of us, when we were young, uh, worked jobs we didn't like, worked whatever, did what we had to do to get to survive. Um, I don't know that working three jobs is, I mean, it probably wasn't the most enjoyable time in your life. Oh, no, it wasn't. But <laughs> you know what? Yeah, what? It, it wasn't. It wasn't, but... You know what? I got ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I and I did that for about four years, and I got ahead enough that, you know what? Now I'm going to go look for a serious job because they weren't great jobs. No, they weren't. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, it afforded me the ability to take a month off and say, okay, let's get a resume together. Let's go look for a serious job. And you know, I don't I don't think that commitment is is there today. 
I just don't think it is. I think people are, you know, poor me, poor me. Well, you know, there the are there always are their... are people that have that attitude, but I don't think it's the majority of people. I, I I've got kids. I've got uh, you know a son who's in his uh, early twenties, uh, moving into his mid twenties. His friends are all uh, everybody he's in, involved with. They're they're active participants in the job market and doing what uh, in in many cases what they really love and. The others, you know, with their dreams and their desires and hope to get to where, doing something that they enjoy more than what they're doing. But they're working, they're paying rent and paying the bills and buying food and stuff just like the rest of us. And uh, But so I, I, we can all find examples of people that we know who we think could be doing a heck of a lot more. But um, to say that everybody is, is cut of that same cloth, I think, is unfair. But yeah, the, and just the, the the labor participation rates come up a number of times. Thanks for your call, by the way, Tim. And uh, I, I just I brought a, I brought up a chart here, and you know it's it's really low is what we're hearing, and it's never been you know it's never been a hundred percent. I mean, and this and I'm just looking at a chart here that goes back to uh, well, I guess the the late 1990s and into 2000 when it was considerably higher. The highest rate I see here is uh, around 67% of the workforce um, actually working. And then it uh, it's like any chart like this. It's, a, it's like a mountain range. It goes up and down. Uh, gen, you know, the curve generally tends toward, toward down. I mean, it was down to 66% in 2005, kind of. Worked its way up there then uh, between 2005 and 2010. Uh, the Great Recession, uh, it took a hit, uh, was down, uh, inching toward, uh, well, down around 65%. Then it continued a downward trend as we got into the teens. Um, let's see, it looks like about 2016, it was at uh, at its lowest rate at that point in the 2000s. Then it kind of jumped around a bit up until uh, early 2020 when it did take a dive down to uh, almost 60% of the workforce um, actually working. Uh, then it uh, that didn't last long. It pretty sharply uh, shot up again, but uh, up toward 62%. Then it kind of climbed up. Currently, uh, we're inching toward 63% participation rate. So uh, from... It may, you know, just judge that as you will, or you know, come to the conclusion you want. Up in the uh, around sixty-seven uh, percent in the late nineties, right at two thousand, to uh, all roughly sixty-three percent now of the population working. So there we have that, and uh, thanks for joining us here on KGMI Connects. The all time we have today. We'll be back tomorrow for a Friday afternoon discussion.